yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Stop Crying Poser. Greatest podcast known to man as voted by the rain god. Is it Zeus? Isn't there a god of rain? Poseidon? Maybe? It's extremely rainy here in Las Vegas. We started this podcast. I usually go and look through the local news to see if there's anything funny to laugh at during the podcast. And the first thing we found is at 8 in the morning, someone was being rescued from a flash flood. And then just as this podcast started right now, my my house is getting battered and bashed by really, really heavy rain. My backyard is starting to flood a little bit. I'm sure everything will be safe, but I've been complaining for the past two weeks about my roof leaking. We patched the roof, so today we will find out if I am, in fact, a master roofer or if I am a master pooper. Shout out to Bitcoin is Freedom. It's Steezy, OG Mickey, Sharky Genie, Love My Toe, Meatball Head, Mr. Defo, Late Bloomer, Infamy, iBook Boy, OG Mickey, Love My Toe, Bitcoin, Bruce Wayne, Day Day, Leela, Nate Diggity, Day Day. I appreciate all you guys tuning in here live on Friday. We do this podcast every single Friday, right around 3.30 p.m. Pacific Time. Right now it is 3.47, so we're only what? 15 minutes late? Not bad at all. As for today, I put out a video where I tested the height of my ollie. How high can you ollie? Classic, like, you're at the skate park and some kid walks up to you, pokes you, like, hey, hey, you, hey, you're older than me. How high can you ollie? What's your best trick? Are you sponsored? What kind of trucks are those? Look at me, Ollie. No, you suck. I don't suck. I'm the best skater in my neighborhood. How many people are in your neighborhood? I go to special school. This bus is a different shape than the other buses. How high can you, Ollie? And it's like, okay, kid, shut the fuck up. But I caved in and I made a video called How High Can You, Ollie? And I tested how high I could Ollie. And it was 23 and a half inches. Just, just just, shy of the length of my dick. So for for being in the skateboarding world for 23 and a half years, which also someone left a comment today. They're like, you you keep track of how long you've skated in half years? It's like, no, I, I would never tell someone I've been skating for 23 and a half years. But here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. I ollied up a ledge that was 23 and a half feet. Ne- you know what? Next year, in exactly six months, I'll put a little piece of, like, masonite up there, and I'll do the full 24-inch ollie. The whole two-footer. But it makes me feel like, uh, like I'm not completely gone. Then again, if you watch the technique, if you watched, like, if you watched, like, a 17-year-old me ollieing and, like, the technique I used, and then you watched current mid-30s, Ninja Lifestyle, try to do an ollie. The technique has changed dramatically. Kind of like if you see like a like Bruce Lee and then you see like some guy that was a karate master 80 years ago and he's just like, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, ah, yeah. That's, that's the exact same metaphor as me trying to ollie. I'm all hunchbacked and weird. I don't bend down as much. And it's it's not so much that I'm I'm leaving the ground. I'm not actually leaving the ground. I'm I'm pushing the earth down. No, I'm sucking my legs in. I'm not actually ollieing. I'm just qu- really quickly sucking my legs in up towards my face. So like my shoulders don't go up <laughs> like barely at all. 
there's the, there's no there's no vertical leap. It's just sucking of the legs up, shoulders and head stay level. And I used to blame being heavy, and it, it's it was true. You know, last time I went to the doctor, I think my heaviest weight was 181 pounds. So that would be like me right now trying to ollie with 20 pounds, like a 20 pound weight, and that would be next to impossible. Which kind of makes sense because every time I would do an ollie before, not only would the ground start cracking around me, but also my spine would start to dislocate itself. So I'm really happy that I've lost the weight. In fact, on the same day that I did the high ollie, I was feeling cocky. I was feeling all all, all cocky. Feeling cocks everywhere. I was like, oh man, there's cocks everywhere. I better show off. And I was like, you know what, dude? I've been trying to do this muscle up, like a pull up, a pull up where you then where you then push your whole body up. I was like, I've been trying to do this for a while. I've lost a lot of weight. I'm already at a, a public park that has a pull up section. And here's the most important part: no one was looking. That's for first off, public workout in a park. Rule number one: I don't want anyone to be around. I don't know why it's. You would think being on camera for all these years and vlogging and skating and talking to a camera and even this, even doing a podcast for for a long time, like you don't care what's going on around you. Oh, no, no, no. If I'm vlogging in the grocery store, I have to double take, look every direction, make sure no one's like looking at me through the bags of sugar. And then I then I film for one second. I'm uh, I'm grocery shopping. Click, turn it off, shove it in my pants, walk away and make sure no one saw Something about being in public, you know, I, I follow a lot of uh, IRL streamers and vloggers and they walk around with these whole, whole like RoboCop fucking outfits where there's like a camera here and it just, it follows, it follows you around and shit. You got a giant backpack, you have a big sign on your shirt that says, fuck me, I'm single or, or you know, whatever, whatever these IRL people do. And you're like, whoa, dude, that's a lot of attention. I like, I like getting the attention when I, when I'm physically alone. Right, like, uh, like I think that's a pretty typical thing for streamers. Like, okay, no one's actually in my home right now, so I feel very like non anxious and confident. But then you go out there and there's people around. You know, even even talking to a camera, like, like the the, the classic, what's going on, guys? Today we're gonna try and land a uh, a backside flip. I try to do even those those simple vlog entries when no one's around. Just because I can like feel the whispers, like, oh, this guy, this guy thinks he's some type of YouTuber. <laughs> what a fucking loser. Also, as soon as people know you're making like a YouTube style vlog or something, especially in the skateboarding world, you set up your tripod, you're skating this obstacle that no one has ever skated in 40 years. It's a rusty dick. It's a rusty metal dick at a skate park, and you're you're gonna try and do you know kickflip over it. No one's ever skated it. In fact, no one even walks by it. But as soon as you start filming it, every person at the skate park is suddenly a rusty dick lover, and it becomes a 40 person skate sesh. So everyone can get a clip on a YouTube channel that they don't even know is yours. Hey, is this gonna be on YouTube? Yeah, it is. What's your YouTube? Wait. Wait, you're you're fucking up my YouTube video and you don't even know like what it who I am or what it's for? You're just purposely slowing me down? How high can you Ollie? It's uh it's bullshit. Anyways, that's the video that came out today. My high Ollie, my muscle up. It's been a very productive week, I would say. I often come on these podcasts on Fridays and I say, Oh, nothing's happened this week. I don't have anything to talk about. I guess it's only going to be a 10 minute podcast. And I cry and complain. But this week, 
A lot happened. I felt really productive. I got back to making lists to to make me like to make me excited to to solve problems. I did this on a podcast maybe a year ago. I said making lists is really helping me with procrastination. And I again this this weird state where I'm sitting on the couch and I'm like, man, I should really I should really vacuum the carpet right there. And I'm like, oh, I should really vacuum the carpet. And I repeat it to myself a hundred times. You should vacuum the carpet. You should vacuum the carpet. You're not doing anything right now. There's nothing on TV. You're just playing on your phone, hitting like on Instagram. You're not doing anything. And I'm like, I'll just go drink a beer and I'll do it tomorrow. And I do that for days and days and days and days and days. But finally, I wrote down uh, wrote down some some notes and I started getting things done. I started cleaning my kitchen. Not no, not the don't worry, not the dishes. Not the dishes. I'll, those will never get done. I, I I told you guys, my dishes got so bad that I threw them away and just got new dishes. First off, if there's ever been like a like a Zuckerberg, Elon Musk moment for me, it was, fuck it. Like, fuck dishes, man. I'm rich enough. I can afford it. Fuck, like, getting my hands wet and scrubbing, like, silverware. Fuck you. I'll go buy new silverware. That's, uh, <laughs> that's why I can do that with clothes and everything. Anyways, that's uh, part of the procrastination. Anyways, I finally got down to it. I started cleaning the kitchen, and I'd found, this is going to be scary, I'd found an area where when I fill up my dog's bowl with dry dog food, every once in a while, one little dog pedal, pedal, pebble, one dog, a dog pedal, a dog pep, pebble, a kibble, what do you, a little, oh, you motherfucker, a little ball of bullshit falls down. And it bounces away into the abyss under a table. And I go, huh? Wonder what happened to that dog food. I'll never hear from that shit again. And it turns out another one falls. And another one falls. And then over the course of, you know, my dog's, whatever, five years old. Probably haven't cleaned the kitchen in three years. Over the course of three years, every little dog pedal. Pebble. What the fuck? Pebble. Kibble. I don't know what it's called, dude. The little piece of dog food. It falls down and bounces back there. After three years, you have 20 or 30 of those little things under the table, far away. I can't reach them. They're under the table. So I start cleaning, start cleaning them, and all these little pebbles have broken down into dust. And then I get, I get to looking at them closer. I say, oh, hold on. I need to turn on the light. Turn on the light. I see these little, little things, and there's like a couple of dead, dead bug shells around them. And the dead bug shells are only around the dog food. And I say, oh, Lord geez, this sounds like a problem. I've been complaining for uh, like, I don't know, six months now about carpet beetles. They're these tiny, tiny beetles. They're smaller than a piece of rice. They are, they are minuscule. They look like a gnat, even smaller than a gnat. And they fly around and they don't hurt anybody. They just fly around. They bother you whenever you're watching TV at night. If it's, a, if it's like a, a white screen, you can just see a little tiny, a little, a little germ, a little, a little tiny piece of, of, of nanobite just fly, flying by, whatever. And you're like, oh, that's annoying. Well, I found out where they were all nesting. They're all nesting in the dog food. I moved the table. I had read. I had read an article that said carpet beetles, they can't bite you. They are annoying. But one thing they do like to do is they like to eat fabric. And it said like, oh, if, if you have the, an infestation of them in your closet, they'll eat like your pants or something like that. Not my pants. They're all jeans. I don't think a carpet beetle could handle the jeans. Anyways... For whatever reason, 
There was like an old like silk like I don't know what, I don't know what you would call it a silk piece of fabric, very thin fabric that had also fallen down right next to the dog food, and my God, it was infested with these these little tiny 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 beetle shells, dead beetles everywhere. So I finally after after a panic attack of oh my God bug infestation, after that I got it all cleaned up and right next to that is like some curtains. I I unfold the curtains. More fucking bugs over there. And they're not crawling around. Okay, don't don't get it twisted. They're, it's not like they're not crawling all directions, looking looking at me like, ah, we're, we're taking over. It's just little tiny patches of, of microscopic bug shells. You can't even tell what's going on. But it's really scary to see. Got the vacuum, vacuumed them all up. Clean the floor. The floor is spotless now. I found my old like college degree, which is in a frame, just covered in dust and dirt. I went through a whole entire thing of paper towels and two regular like dish towels, scrubbing everything. I got the the Swiffer. I got the fucking ground spotless. I could I could lick it right now and not get sick, although I won't be doing that. But uh it's actually it's actually a happy story because everything is everything's figured out. I found out where they were hiding out. You guys, I know a lot of you only tune in for the podcast. But for those of you that tune in on like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, you see this happen to me at least once a stream. I sit there, I'm talking, I'm laughing, I'm watching a video about surviving surviving in Alaska, or I'm watching a video of how to cook the perfect fucking steak with wine sauce. You know, classic videos that people would watch. And then, and then my eyes drift off. And I stand up. And then I look around. And I go... <laughs> And that's me slapping these beetles. And I go, look, 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 look. I catch one and I show the screen and everyone goes, ew, gross. Bring back the fucking campfire video. That happens every single night. So that's one beetle death per night. And I I fucking got in their hideaway. So now, now I'm hoping we can get that down to one beetle death per like, per week. I was planning on doing a little graphic on the screen that would say like, X, you know, at work, it goes X amount of days since a work injury. I was going to say X amount of days since I smashed a bug. But the very first day, I fucking had to smash one. But those are those are just the residual bugs. Unless they have another nest somewhere, which I don't know where it would be. I don't know where the other nest would be. There's only one area. There's only one other section of that, like, room that doesn't get much, like, attention for cleaning. And that's behind the TV. But then I'm thinking, like, what would they be eating back there? No one's ever taken dog food and thrown it at the back of the TV, like like the way that it was happening over in that other section. Also, Mike Pake, pro skater, uh, or good enough skater in my opinion, he had told me, he, uh, he's been doing, like, pest control for a long time. He had told me, he said, you got to keep an eye on your dog food because two things. This is great for me, too, having a dog. He's like, those carpet beetles... They like to eat dog food or hang out around dog food, and they also eat dog hair. And I was like, oh, the funny thing about that is my carpet is 99% dog hair. I actually went to the carpet store, and I said, I need a, I need a carpet that's 99% dog hair so it will match my dog. My carpet used to be used to be 99% carpet. Now my dog sheds, but his, his hair is so thin and so light, you can never see it. But in like a black shirt, for example, if I go lay down and roll in a circle – the back of my shirt will then become brown. Anyways, it's a perfect place for these fucking beetles to hang out. So a little bit annoyed, but happy that we made some progress. Also, I got my fucking list here so I can continue making 
progress cleaning things because no one's going to clean them for me. I keep wishing. I keep what? Every time I see a shooting star, I say, please, God, if you're listening, send someone to clean my goddamn sink. And he goes, <laughs> fuck you, loser. Uh, you know what I'm going to send to you? Fucking uh, locusts, beetles, beetles and famine. I'm going to send you locusts, beetles and famine. And I'm going to make you, and I'm going to, and rain and flooding. And I'm going to make your dog, instead of your dog going out into the yard to shit, your dog's going to shit right outside the fucking back door. That's what you get, and you'll like it. And then I look up at the shooting star, and I go, oh, What did I do? <laughs> what, what, what did I do, man? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> Anyways, I, um, I complain a lot about my memory because I have a very, very bad memory. And it's not just, so there's like classic bad memory. The classic bad memory would be like, I met someone when I was shit face drunk and I forgot their name. Okay, cool. That happens all the time. Sometimes I have to meet someone three or four times if I'm meeting at a bar because if it's one in the morning and you tell me your name is whatever, I say, oh, what's up? I'm Steve. Sometimes I do this. I know a lot of you guys have this in common. Someone will tell me their name. Hi, I'm Mike. Hi, I'm Steve. And by the time my hand Gets, this is not this is not how I shake hands by the way by the t- <laughs> by the time the handshake is over <laughs> just, 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 just start shaking people's hands by barely gripping the edges of their fingers <laughs> good evening <laughs> good evening Michael it's Mike I, I, I'm calling you Michael um, <laughs> anyways before my hand gets away from their hand I've already forgotten your name and it happens with girls, guys, everyone. For a while, I started doing this thing where I would say the name three times, Michael, 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 and then I would spell it, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Please, God, don't correct me on my spelling. Um, I used to do that, and it worked kind of. But I just, I just forget everything. So uh, I, I watch skateboarding footage. I have no memory of being there. I get uh, DMs sometimes like, hey, do you remember me from Texas? Uh, I was, I lived with major crew for five days. I like, like you were like living in the living room and I was there for all five days. And I'm like, no, I don't remember anyone from that trip. I don't remember any tricks that I did. I don't remember what I ate. I don't remember anything. So I truly and truthfully have a bad memory, but let me tell you every once in a while, there's some silver lining. I, uh, I was at the bar on Wednesday. Everything's a bar story. I'm just some fucking sloppy drunk. I was at the bar and I saw this guy and I'm like, that guy looks familiar. That guy looks really familiar. And I'm like, oh my God, I met this guy. I think I met this guy nine years ago. At I met him one time at a cigar shop and he sold me a cigar. And I smoked the cigar as I, as I walked down Fremont Street. And it was during a revive trip and a lot of people were there. And I just happened to remember this guy. He has kind of a unique look. And I walk up to him like, hey, dude, were you ever in like the cigar business? You look really familiar. And he goes, yeah, I was in a cigar business. I was like, your name's Vato. And he's like, yeah, Vato Cigars. I was like, bro, I went to your cigar shop when it was in Binion's. And, and, and now it's like a fish tank store. And he's like, he's like, in Binion's? Binion's is a casino, by the way. He's like, Binion's? That must have been like 10 years ago. I was like, yeah, it was like nine years ago. He's like, you have a good memory. And then I froze. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> then it all it all came together. I was like, no, I don't. I do not. Ha- First off, I do not have a good memory. This will never happen again. But I just happen to remember you. It also helped that I remember the name. And also, I Googled him. And I Googled him. And I did, I did this move where I'm like, 
That's got to be him. I know this picture's 10 years old. That's got to be the same guy. <laughs> so anyways, I talked to him a little bit, uh, shook his hand, said hi, and he's like, it's my first time at this bar. I was like, oh, this is my thousandth time at this bar. And I told him I come here every Friday, come hang out. Uh, you know, now, now you got a friend here. Uh, good luck gambling, whatever. And then I didn't talk to him anymore. You know, a lot of times you see somebody at the bar, you sit next to him and catch up. I didn't want to catch up with him because he started telling me he was like a famous actor and shit. And I was like, okay, cool. He's like, <laughs> let me share the story. Let me tell you how I go from really interested to really not interested. <laughs> just classic me, like trying to communicate and just getting over it. This guy's like, you've heard of Ted? And I'm like, Ted, yeah, what do you mean Ted? He's like, Ted, like uh, the movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was like Mark Wahlberg and like uh, Peter Griffin as a as a bear. He's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, they're, they're making a sequel and I'm in it. I was like, oh, so you, you still do cigars or anything like that? And he's like, well, I get cigars here and there, but now I'm mostly acting. And I was like, well, I got to go. Sh- I got to go shit right now. So uh, good to see you. I-, I come here all the time. Bye. <laughs> I don't care about your fucking acting. <laughs> um, certainly, I did it in a much more polite way. But it's one of those classic things where I'm like, I've lost interest. I got to get out of here. I got to leave immediately. Uh, something that bothers me. Guess where I was yesterday? Walmart. I still I still have not found a jar of Duke's mayonnaise. What is Duke's mayonnaise? I don't know. The internet told me it's the best type of mayonnaise. I can't find it anywhere. I have to go to like some specialty fucking store because I guess in this region of Las Vegas, there's no Duke's mayonnaise. All we have is Hellman's mayonnaise, and I've heard it's not as good. Whatever. I uh, I was in Walmart, and I'm trying to get in there. I'm trying to get in and out, right? I grab a zucchini because that's my new favorite vegetable. I grab a zucchini. I grab a fucking a, a whole chicken, a whole thing of chicken, and then uh, a, a ball of lettuce, and then some mouthwash. There's little things. I was trying to make a quick one. No cart needed, no nothing. Just get in there. You know you're walking around with all this shit in your hands like this. And I look around, and uh, I look to my left, and I see some athletic fucking 19-year-old on the electronic cart. You know, like... Just some kid on a cart, like maybe grocery shopping. Yeah, has one grocery in his cart. Just, you know what I'm talking about. You sit down in them. They're made for like disabled people or maybe overweight people. I don't know exactly what they're all for. Maybe you have a leg injury or a bad back or, or, you know, some type of problem. I see this guy, great shape, you know, just good build, just just grinding around, no, no cast on his foot. And then I look behind me and I see another one. Another fully athletic, like young, like young twenty-year-old male, uh, no visual defects, no bad back, no no Vietnam hat, n- no none of that. Driving around on it, and I think most of the grocery stores only have what two or three of those things. So again, I don't know for sure that they're able-bodied people, but you know they had like basketball shoes on and all this guy. Imagine this guy had. Imagine you look at one. They have like a ripped up like uh, S XL. They, they have a skate shoe. <laughs> they got a, a ripped up Nike uh, skating shoe on. Like, oh, oh, you can kickflip, but you can't walk to get your milk. And I thought to myself, how annoying that is. And what would, what would make a person do that? Okay, this is something something we debate all the time here on the podcast and here on the general Twitch stream. Is why what. How do people, like, convince themselves that this is okay? And we often use the example, especially for Walmart, is returning your cart, right? You have all the energy to bring your cart out. You have all the energy to do all the grocery shopping. But suddenly, once it's a little bit inconvenient, now you don't have energy. And then, and then you know, we've watched enough cart narcs to know that 
there's a million excuses and and things they'll make up for for reasons. You know, they'll try to they'll try to make it make sense in their mind. You know, the the mental gymnastics. And I think to myself, like, okay, what? We've already heard all those examples. What if there was someone to call out the young people that are on these cards? How would they justify it? Like, I imagine it would be like, mind your fucking business. Don't don't worry about me. Worry about your shopping. And I get it. It's not my problem. And I get it. There's there's no real victim, right? It doesn't hurt anybody, I guess. Unless, you know, a real elderly person came in and really did want to use that to shop. Um, What would they say? Does anyone have any guesses? If you're watching this on YouTube, do you have any guesses? What would they say? How would they defend themselves? I, my um, my guess would be they would make up an injury. I, I have a bad knee. And then, for me, there's no way for me to know that. I don't know that you have a bad knee. So I guess that's like the easy cop-out. But that's also like the coward's way out. It's like, not only do you not want to be confrontational about this, about you being a douchebag, but number two, you're going to lie and run away into your excuse that no one can verify because you're too afraid to actually stand up and stand up and admit like a man, hey, I'm just a douchebag. You know what I mean? At least in the in the context of of returning your carts, uh, speaking of cart narcs, every once in a while you'll get some guy that just goes, "Hey, fuck you, bitch! I don't want to." And I think to myself, like, oh, at least they're truthful, okay? At least they're at least they're a- approaching their their issue head on hey fuck you cart narc fuck you weirdo mind your business i don't want to return my fucking cart like if you're writing that little thing you say mind your fucking business dude like leave me the fuck alone i uh, i don't feel like walking today i'd be like oh at least you're at least you're not a coward all right because listen the, the words the words can't hurt you until you say them out loud right oh i'm a piece of shit lazy loser who really hates elderly people and disabled people, and I want their lives to be harder because I think I'm funny. And if they say that out loud, they'll suddenly, f- I think they'll get those feelings. And then they'll actually feel like they did something wrong. But as long as they can keep it bottled up and like a little coward and hide and make up an injury, they can sort of convince themselves and justify in their mind that that this is okay. I think it's, uh, I think it's annoying. Then again, then again, knowing me, Knowing me, who knows? Maybe they really are fucking injured. In that situation, I got mad for no reason. And in that situation, I really should have minded my own business. Whatever. Last night we were on stream. I was smoking some W. I was smoking the sticky icky. I was smoking the smoking the, the, the perp. The granddaddy perp. I was smoking space rocks. I was smoking pubes in, through my butthole. Uh, that's a strain that you haven't heard of. It's only it's only from the western region of Ukraine. P- pubes through my butthole. It's it's a sativa. Uh, anyways, I was smoke. I was smoking a W, and I had my shirt off, and someone had mentioned that the my Las Vegas sign on my on my chest, this tattoo has a nipple, and I thought to myself, I don't know what what made me think of this. I think it was the weed. I thought to myself, what if someone took a picture in front of the Las Vegas sign? That's something that tourists do they take a picture in front, in front of the las vegas sign and it would be it would be a a las vegas sign and someone photoshopped my nipple into the corner of the screen <laughs> or or what if they brought like a big cardboard cutout of just a nipple and it's <laughs> and it's like a, everyone's like 
oh vegas dude vegas vacation and then one of them's holding like a big cardboard nipple and then it would it would perfectly match this tattoo and i think i think i would have never had that thought had it not been uh for smoking the weed there's also someone in in this chat that comes in here named fat rez f-a-t-r-e-z and again the weed it's just like in the movies i thought to myself i said fat rez if you switch two of those letters, it would it would spell fart easy. <laughs> and the chat room's like, yeah, it would. It would if you changed if you changed only two of those letters, your name would spell fart easy. Is is that knowledge that's going to save America? No. Is that knowledge that is going to benefit anyone's life whatsoever? Nope. It, it, is the nipple on the Las Vegas sign? interesting in any way no you just notice i just notice these really weird like literal things and i think it's a fun a fun side effect of the old uh the old devil's lettuce let me talk about speaking of fat res he is uh he lives on a reservation possibly a fat one i don't know and he asked me to watch this movie about uh, natives, all right? I try, I try not to say Indian too much because some people freak out over that. I watched a movie called Rhymes, like rhyming, like rhyming music. Rhymes for young ghouls. Ghouls, like a big scary monster. And I guess it was about uh, these people on this Indian reservation and then the white people are like fucking up the reservation and they're kidnapping people and they're beating, the, the white people have all the guns and bats and they're beating up all the Indian people and all... All the native people do is just fucking smoke weed all day and drink. And then the white people set these traps to where they can they catch the native people being drunk and steal all their money. And then one day, this little girl, this 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 little girl, I don't know how old she is, 15 years old, decides to like fight back. Fight back fighting back against the white man. <laughs> and then uh she poured poop all over somebody. Anyways, it's a great movie. Uh I like the movies that are I, I say it's like a Disney movie. It's not a Disney movie at all. There's there's like rape and someone's head gets blown off and just a lot of violence and blood. So it's not a Disney movie, but it's a Disney movie in the idea that it's a very small cast, right? Like the world, the world in this movie is very small. There's literally maybe 10 characters in the entire movie. Um, it doesn't really show you like, like how big the world is. Small, like they take the world and shrink it into this small movie. But it has a big impact because I'm sure there's a lot of native people in the world that this movie means a lot to because it rings true because of, I don't know, just negative things that <laughs> that the white man has done to native people. And, uh, you know, I watched it. I mean, I didn't feel guilty. I've never done anything to know, know native people. But you watch the movie and you're like, wow, this is based on a true story. This is fucked up. This is really fucked up. So if that's uh, a movie that maybe you guys would be interested in, I will tell you again. It's called Rhymes for Young Ghouls. I also watched a movie about George Foreman, championship boxer. I don't follow boxing that much, right? I follow uh, MMA, mostly the UFC, like a little bit more than casual. Like I follow it more than casual as in I recognize almost everyone's names. But if you ask me like, what weight class is that? I'd be like, I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> he looks about 185. I don't fucking know. So I'm like, I'm like casual, but I was like, not that casual. So right in the middle. 
When it comes to boxing, I'm even I'm less than casual. I know a couple of the big names. I don't know what anyone's good at, right? Like if you were like Ryan Garcia, what's what's he the best at? Body shots or like knockouts? I'd be like, I, I don't know, dude. Speaking Spanish, I guess. I don't know what he's the best at. I have no idea. He's fast. I, I watched a couple fights. He's fast. I don't know. Like, well, what about his footwork? I'm not looking at his feet. He's beating the fuck out of somebody. I don't know, dude. <laughs> so, so when it comes to boxing, I'm really uneducated. So this George Foreman, uh, I think it's called Big, it's called Big George Foreman or like Big Guy George Foreman. It's on Netflix, and I watched it, and I was like, wow, this is this is really an interesting. It's a movie, but it, they they sort of shape it like a documentary. You think like. All the big, like, musical movies, right? Johnny Cash movie. It's like they try to keep it kind of real and kind of interesting, but it's not quite there, but it sort of follows the right timeline. Really entertaining movie. I didn't know that he was, like, a military guy. Or wait, not, wait, was he a military guy? He was a Job Corps guy. Job, Job Corps. I didn't know that he learned how to box from, from getting in too many fights. I didn't know that he was weirdly religious. I knew that he made a grill. I didn't know that he made hundreds of millions of dollars off of a fucking off of, off of an in, indoor grill. Basically, they took a waffle iron and stuck George Foreman's name on it. Now he's a multiple thousand time millionaire. I didn't know that he quit boxing to become a preacher. And it's all these little things. And then I also didn't know this will became a champion at the age of like 45. I, I, I'm probably fucking up a lot of the facts. I wasn't watching the movie that closely. But if you guys are into boxing... And let's say, let's say you really are like a George Foreman fan. I highly recommend. If you're a boxing fan or a George Foreman fan, who else did he fight in there? He fought Holyfield in the movie. You guys should definitely check out the George Foreman movie. Now, I have one final topic, and we talked a lot about this last night. So if you were in the stream last night, this is going to be one big repeat. I have a theory that I want to share with you guys because I keep seeing these videos on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter, mostly in California, but also all over the United States, of people running into these stores, groups of people running into stores, grabbing items, and then running away. Uh, Specifically in California, they have this new rule or law where if you steal less than $1,000 worth of merchandise from like any store, the police are not going to show up. They're not going to try and catch you. They're not going to prosecute you. You're not allowed to defend your store because if you put your hands on somebody, now it's like assault. So these store owners, mostly big stores, right? Mostly like the mall or Walmart, Target, these big stores are being targeted. People run in, they grab a bunch of expensive items, and then they walk out. Security can't grab you, can't touch you, can't do anything. And I watched a video from Las Vegas of a guy doing that at Home Depot. And somebody pulled out their cell phone to film him. Uh, just, you know, they're not they're not yelling at him. They're not saying, fuck you, bitch, put that back. Or they're not saying, get on the ground. They're just filming. And the guy's in his fucking his SUV. <laughs> Clearly, he's, he's really in desperate need of fucking power tools or whatever he was stealing. He pulls out pepper spray and sprays the guy with a camera. Which, at that point, is assault. I imagine he did this because he wasn't trying to get his license plate taken. Or he didn't want his face on social media. I imagine it's something like that. So a lot of the comments simply said, that guy should mind his business. You get pepper sprayed, that's what happens. And then a lot of the other comments are saying, well, you're saying to let these criminals steal. And it's like, yeah. all the all, There's one side, there's two sides of the story, right? One side is, it's a victimless crime, man. They're just trying to feed their family. 
And then it's just like, well, the guy has an SUV, and he's wearing a nice clothing and nice shoes, and he's stealing power tools. I don't think he's trying to feed his family. I think maybe he's trying to go score some meth, or it's probably closer to, I mean, who, who knows? I don't know for sure, but probably closer to, I would think, logically, closer to what's happening in my side, right? You're probably just stealing so you can make some money. You can go sell this shit to a pawn shop or sell it on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. You know, he can afford a pepper spray. <laughs> you know, he has an SUV. So I thought to myself, uh, how could you combat this, right? Security's not going to do anything. They can't, right? Uh, the cops are never going to come. And my solution, which may be a little bit, it may be a little bit over the over the top. You can't beat these guys' ass because they're, they're not really hurting anyone. You can't go up and punch them because that would be unfair. Stealing should not be met with like physical violence. I think that would be kind of over overboard, right? So my solution was pull out a pocket knife and pop both their tires and run away. And you'd say, whoa, that's fucked up. You're just popping someone's tires. And then my my response would be, I thought crime was legal. Like, if if anyone understands crime, it would be someone in the middle of theft. If anyone understands how crime works, it would be someone in the middle of stealing. So there's, they're stealing from a store, committing a crime, and I just happen to also commit a crime against them and run away? Like, they should understand, like, it's crime day. Like, you're a criminal, I'm a criminal, like, I, I do what I do, you do what you do, I don't, I don't, like, I don't bother you, you don't bother me, I was gonna pop those tires anyways. And then I would run away. And someone in the chat room said, well, uh, what if you get into a knife fight? Well, listen, first off, I, we, we figured it out, I would be prepared. Okay, if you're in the middle of stealing a bunch of stuff, and let's say uh, a civilian, a hero, tries to stop you, well, then hopefully you have a getaway car, right? That's, that's the criminal coming up with modern-day solutions. Modern-day problems require modern-day solutions. So they have a getaway driver. Well, well, guess what? I'm a criminal, too. I'm a, I'm a serial tire popper. I, I also have a plan B. I will pop your tires, and if you get mad, I will run to my getaway car and escape. It's... It's perfect, and and if anyone could understand this line of thinking, it would be a criminal. So I've been looking on Amazon for really small, nice knives. I feel like like who who could get mad? Who could get mad? It's a victimless crime, right? The tires aren't alive, right? And then you're you're stealing so you can make money, and and I, I you're costing Walmart hundreds of dollars. I'm just costing you a couple hundred dollars. You know, maybe you have insurance. I popped your tires. Like fuck. Like your 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 day is now a lot more inconvenient. Just like everyone who works at Walmart now, we're doing the same thing. I'm not the bad guy. We we are the bad guy. Us. So, in my mind, if you're if you're really gonna be about that criminal life, after I pop your tires, you should high five me and say, "I understand, brother. I understand because I'm a criminal too. I just like to fuck up other people's lives." And then I'd say, "Me me too." Same, same. Why would I call the police and, tr- and try to help the world? I mean, you're not doing that. Why, why would I do that? I'm, f- I'm following. Look, criminals from now on in my life, they set the tone. Criminals set the tone for how I respond in every situation. I'm changing my life. I've, I've been saved by the blessings of logic. And from now on, I feel like that would be a great response. The Cartnark goes out and publicly shames people. 
See, it doesn't work with real crime. You can't publicly shame someone. They know they're committing a crime. Half of them have to talk themselves into it before they do it. They drive up to Home Depot and they say, fuck, dude. I'm really, I really going to do this. I'm really going to do this. I'm going to get the fucking chainsaw today. It's worth like 600 bucks. And if I can, if I can carry it, I'll grab that really expensive Dremel. And then on the way out, maybe I'll grab a couple of extra batteries. And if anyone says anything to me, I'll start running. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. Let's get ready to go. Steal on three. Steal. One, two, three. Steal. And then they go out there and they say, keep the car running. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go. I just saw that. I just saw that guy stealing. I think he's going to walk out. I got to go. Okay. Come on. We're about to commit a crime. Whew, that guy's going to commit a crime. Now it's my turn. If, if he pulls it off, then I can't bitch out. If he pulls off the crime, whew, I can't bitch out. This is my chance to really fit in. I've never fit in for my entire life. This is my chance to get out of my comfort zone and do something meaningful in the world. Then I, I snap my knife open. Look, I snap. I go, it's time. It's time. I'm finally going to do something with my life. And I follow him out. And everyone's trying to film him. And I go, no, no, no. No need for film. No need for film. I did it. I, fuck you. I can run faster than you. And I run. I jump into the getaway car. And I say, floor it. And they go, and I look at the driver. And I go, oh, my God. We did it. We did it. And they go, oh, my God. We fucking did it. We did it. And then we go, how much money did we make? Nothing. How much better did we make the world? Oh, infinitely better! And then we high five. Oh yeah, and then we high five, and then we go, and then we go to uh, we go to the bar and have a beer, and we share we share the story with our friends. Is that not a brilliant, a brilliant idea? Get one person in the chat room. Tell me that I'm doing something that that won't save the world. Tell me right now that I'm that not all superheroes wear capes, but some of them carry a knife. Okay? Some of them carry a knife and a gun. I, um... I, I know it's it's funny, right? We're making a joke about it, but I do feel like if, like, in my perfect world, again, I'm sure there's some roadblocks I'm missing. In my perfect world, would that not make the world a slightly better place? Let me explain. A world in which criminals are afraid to commit crimes is a better place than a world where criminals have no fear of committing crimes. So I have, jokes aside, I have made the world a better place. And I've shared my uh, story with you guys. Anyways, that's all I got for the podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts in a comment if you're watching this on YouTube. If you caught this podcast late, don't worry, you can watch the repeat the rerun of this podcast comes out on Sunday. It comes out on YouTube, on Podbean, on Spotify, on podcast app. Can I get a oh hell yeah from some of you guys in the chat? Also, I would like to thank Alpie for the raid and iBookBoy for resubscribing. It is his 30th month in a row for resubscribing. I very much appreciate the support I get from you guys. Sometimes you guys even send me a, a tip maybe a $2 bill. You can donate money here on Twitch. You say, wow, that story was so funny. It made me laugh. Here's $2. And I go, oh, I feel like a bartender now. I feel like, I feel like the valet boy. Thank you for the $2. I appreciate everyone who does that, but you don't have to. Not everyone has money. Have you seen the prices of groceries going up and up and up? Almost makes you want to steal. So, if you don't <laughs> if you don't have any money, you can always support the podcast by telling a friend 
about the podcast. Today's podcast, I think, was an especially enlightening and funny podcast. So if you ever wanted to share one with a friend, I think today's podcast would be a perfect time to tell your coworker, tell a family member, tell a friend about the podcast. Stop crying, poser. Shout out to iBookBoy, Sharky, Genie, Ron, stop it. iBookBoy, Infamy14, Late Bloomer, Gaijas, Meatball Head, Love, My, Toe, Gaijas. I appreciate all of you guys for hanging out. That's all I got for today. I will continue streaming, but as far as the official podcast, that is it. And Guy just, just donated $20. He said, some money for Taco Bell. Hopefully it won't cause food poisoning. What? Thank you, Guy just, all the way from Canada. One of the greatest GoldenEye007 players to ever step foot in the Aztec level. I appreciate it, Guy just. What a legend. Thank you guys all for hanging out. And uh, as I always say, don't drink too much, but don't drink too little. If anyone gets caught popping tires, do not mention this podcast to anyone.